Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 86. We've got a humdinger of a show for you. Our skill topic Boy, for the week. We. Oh, my God. I don't even know how we got <laughs> to there. We're, something, something is seriously wrong. Such a train wreck. Sideshow skills is our skill topic for the week. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take responsibility for this for the for the skill class on this one, and say you know, it's a bearded man. Bearded man is the skill class of of this show, and I think that should start us Ooh. off on like a two arm bearded man with a skill saw. Exactly, yes. Ooh. At that the minimum at minimum two armed. Yeah, I mean Wait, no one no one in our skill. community can deny that that people would want to see that. I mean. There are two-armed, bearded men that are getting millions and millions of views. I, I, I think I could go a step further and say there is no one in our community that has not seen a bearded big man. Yeah, mm. it is, yeah, yeah. They're they're everywhere. You can't. It's, is it even a sideshow at this point? Oh, it's definitely it's a sideshow. Main show. No, it's dead. We're, it is. We're mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. we're still a fraction of the society. All right, let, let's move on. Uh, history and fun facts. Tom, did you do any research? Yeah, I did do research. It's a little dry. And, oh, it's still up on my browser. I wanted to know what the quote-unquote sideshow of all of our presidents were. And they're kind of lame. Our presidents were pretty lame. So I'm just going to tell you, like, the two or three that were a little interesting. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was... Used, he used to be a co-owner of a tavern in Illinois and was a bartender at said tavern. That's more of a moonlighting thing than a sideshow, but yeah, stick stick with me here. Okay, it doesn't get better. Uh, <clears throat> wait, so Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, wasn't he in a wheelchair? One one of them was. Was in that a... only like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was uh, right, but here it says it says. Uh, he he owned a pair of wooden stilts and was always walking around the White House in stilts, and every member of his family owned stilts. But I just maybe it wasn't. I feel like wasn't Teddy. Maybe it was one of the other. Wasn't there more than no, one? Franklin? Roosevelt? No, it was Teddy Roosevelt. No, it was Teddy Roosevelt. I remember. Was it, yeah, was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. FDR. Yeah, was he in a wheelchair? Oh yeah, because that was World War Two. That's I think that's true. Anyways. It gets, it gets, I don't know. Uh, Herbert Hoover, Herbert Hoover was a drunken songwriter. And the description does not make that sound any better. So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, let me get down to Nixon. Uh, hold, hold on a second. Was, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, did, I, I, well, you're interrupting. Yeah, I know. I finally did research. Uh, what, I feel like you're interrupting for what no it, reason. What is a drinking songwriter? Drunken. Oh, drunken. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yes. Like the drunken woodworker. Gotcha. Never mind. Oh, please continue. Yep, yep. Continue. Uh, LBJ, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, was a radio DJ. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He was a radio DJ before or whatever. But no, no, no. When he was governor of Texas, he used his wife's inheritance to buy a radio station. And it's still a radio station today in the southwest. It's KLBJ FM. And then we have Richard Nixon. Uh, who was a music junkie, and 
I always find it fascinating when people can play multiple instruments, but he could play saxophone, clarinet, accordion, violin, and piano, and even wrote his own compositions. Um, and then I, there was like one more maybe. He, Ronald Reagan was a sportscaster, but he was also an actor, right? Um, I love how like they pick these things. Like Bill Clinton is a master of crossword puzzles, and George W. Bush, Bush is an amateur artist. And Barack Obama is an award-winning author. Like, aren't they all award-winning authors? Didn't they all write a book that was, like, number one time? Number like, one best I'm not picking seller. on Obama. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, these are, these are a little thin is what if I'm saying. If you want to pull something um, off as a former president, write a book that doesn't even make it on the New York Times bestseller. Yeah. But then it will because of that <laughs> at some point. Yeah. <laughs> like the, That's the challenge. <laughs> That's a sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. So these were kind of lame. I was looking for better, you know, insight into these these uh, men in our history. So, whatever. All right. Well, I mean, kudos to you for doing actual it wasn't research. Nothing. Yeah, it wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was minorly interesting. I'll give you that. I, I think. Uh, oh, thanks. It fits. The potential was there. I agree. I agree. Tanda, what do you got for us? Well, uh, not not much. I took it as uh, as the topic to be, you know, kind of those tasks that don't merit their own their own show, but are skills that that people learn just to challenge themselves or um, or to avoid other things. And so I thought, oh, I found just the site um, because I typed in, uh, you know, like circus skills you can learn while avoiding homework. And. Uh, <laughs> And unfortunately, the site I found is is all about, uh, you know, juggling tasks and balancing your workload. And, you know, and here I thought I was actually going to, you know, find good information on how to learn juggling (laughs) instead of studying for your college exams, Um, you know, or balancing balancing things on your head or walking on stilts instead of, of doing what you should be doing as a distraction. So I I kind of came up dry there. Uh, uh, okay. That's a kind of a, Wait, was that a hard pass? That, that was a hard pass. That was a rambling. That's what you call that a, was rambling, a, soft, a rambling hard pass. That, that, was, that was a soft pass. That was that confusing was is what that was. <laughs> that's Very true. Confused. PJ, what didn't you find? Uh, I feel like you could take a hard pass now because we both didn't. Well, that's true, but then you would miss out. Oh, wait! On, didn't we create the rule the that I can hard you can hard pass somebody else once? No, I tell you, you can't do that, Tom. That's not how the hard pass works. <laughs> you can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. Yeah. All right. So uh, I looked up. I looked up things, but what I wound up on was the most famous circus freaks from the sideshow history, because that's what I think of when I think of sideshow. Uh, we have the first one here is Grady Styles, the Lobster Boy, yeah. who is fourth generation Styles family members born with ectrodactyly. I'm going to pronounce all these wrong. Uh, his, the family trait goes all the way back to the 1840s, which causes their fingers and toes to fuse into claws. So it looks like he's got literally like one, like two fingers. But there are like lobster claws, and then he's got two toes that look like claws, but they're toes. And and this is just like a family trait that, you know, that that's what he had. Um, he 
On the eve of his oldest daughter's wedding in 1978, he shot and killed her husband-to-be, an 18-year-old kid, who Grady disliked because he had called him a freak. Uh, yeah, well, apparently having lobster claws does not prevent you from shooting and killing people. So, so there's that. Um, then there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just skipping things. Uh, then we come to General Tom Thumb. Uh, this is the, the picture of this guy. He looks like a shocked doll. That's the best. Like he's tiny and he looks like he's he's uh, anyway. Uh, Charles Sherwood Stratton was born in 1838. He stopped growing when he was six months old. And then began to grow again, though slowly, in 1847. By his 18th birthday, Stratton had reached a height of two feet and eight and a half inches. He began touring with uh, P.T. Barnum as General Tom Thumb at the age of five. And he amassed fame and fortune, which later allowed him a lavish lifestyle and a business partnership with Barnum. Uh, unfortunately, he died at age... 46 uh, in 1883, six months after narrowly escaping a hotel fire. He died of a stroke. So um, he had reached a maximum height of three feet and three, 3.35 feet and weighed 71 pounds. So um, there's that. Uh, this next one is definitely the stuff of nightmares. Uh, we have four-legged Lady Myrtle Corbin. Uh, this girl from Texas had... Oh God, these, these names. Diopagus. Uh, she was born with a severe congenital deformity of conjoined twinning that caused her to have two separate pelvises and two smaller sets of inner legs that she was able to move. Whoa. So, yeah, she's got four legs. That's creepy. The two on the outside are normal size, and then the two on the inside are not normal sized, and all of them worked. And um, Can I just can I describe this real quick? Go for it, Tom. It looks like this is a picture of her when she's probably around 12 or 13. Something like that, yeah. And, right? Yeah. And she, it's she's sitting in a chair... With her legs, uh, I'm not, I don't want to say spread in a gross way, but they're apart. And in between, imagine a three or four-year-old sitting on her lap, but instead of a three or a four-year-old, it's just legs. Yes. It's very odd. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's very odd. It is disturbing. It is very dead, but okay. That was a good one to finish up on, PJ. Uh, that, no, we're, 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 I have a couple more. <laughs> I did skip some, but there's there's a couple more. Um, uh, I, I will finish off with. By the time she was 18, she made enough money to retire. So and uh, good for her. And she went on to marry and have five kids. So, how many legs? Probably uh, ten. It doesn't say. Oh, but this is disturbing. Uh, three were born from one orifice and two from the other. Oh. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. That was TMI. Uh, okay. Yeah, moving way on. Moving on. Uh, then we have Wang the Human Unicorn, uh, who was never actually in a freak show, but he was found in Manchuria, China, by a banker who snapped a photo of him in 1930, 
He had a 13-inch horn growing from the back of his head. And the photo was sold to Robert Ripley of Ripley's Believe It or Not. And he offered money to exhibit Wang in his auditorium. But Wang was never heard from again. And uh, the, the picture is, is uh, disturbing. Yeah. Um, he probably passed away when he was impaled by the narwhal. One more, one more. Um, Lionel the Lion-Faced Man. Uh, this guy looks like a Wookiee. It's, it's, uh, I'm not even going to read all the... He, he was in Poland in 1891. The condition is called hypertrichosis. He looks like a Wookiee. That's that's and and then I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna move on. That's uh, that's all I need to say about that. Um, this is this I find interesting for some of the modern uh, movies that we've had to deal with. Uh, Isaac Sprague, uh, the living skeleton, uh, born in 1841, uh, was completely normal until age 12 when he became uh, when he started losing weight, and he was billed as the living skeleton in P.T. Barnum's circus. And, um, and yeah, that's, I'm just gonna, he died of asphyxia. He weighed only 43 pounds. So, there's wow. that. Um, oh man, I'm sure you're looking at these pictures, Tom. Ellie Harper, the camel girl, uh, born in 1873. She had a condition called congenital genu ricovatum, where her knees would bend backwards. So she's hmm. sort of looks like a spider. That's about the best way I could put this. She's. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's not okay. And the last one, which she's like um, the girl from the ring. Oh, um, hmm. I, I, f I forgot to mention. I skipped over stuff. Uh, that Isaac Spray guy, the living skeleton. He was also called the original Thin Man, and I think that's where the Thin Man movies came from. Um, that's what I was referring hmm. to. Uh, the last one here is we have. Chang and Ang Bunker, who are possibly the most famous circus freaks to ever live. They are conjoined twins from 1811. A small piece of cartilage joined them together at the sternum. They had two complete livers that were fused together. And this is where the origin of the term Siamese twins comes from. And they had a very good career. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, they... Uh, moved to North Carolina, where they had their own uh, plantation. And then they married sisters Adelaide and Sarah Ann Yates. And between them, had 21 children. So that's, uh, just think about that for a second. And lastly here, uh, Eng awoke one morning in 1874 to find that Chang had died. And they got a doctor there quickly to separate them. And it was too late, and Eng died three hours later. So that is the, the curse of the conjoined twins. And that was what I found. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right. Well, I got Jacktown in July. If you guys watched my stories on Saturday, I was walking around a bunch of hit-miss engines and all kinds of machinery. And... I got some deals, you know, I got two wagon loads, uh, and I got some good bargains. The first thing I found was a Walker Turner, one-third horsepower driver line motor that was just mounted to a piece of wood for five bucks. 
That's, that's dirt cheap for an electric motor. And then there was, everybody's familiar with scissor jacks for cars. I found an antique one called the Big Guy Scissor Jack. And it, it looks exactly like how it sounds. And I got that for five bucks. And right next to that guy, there was a guy selling a bunch of like office stuff. And I got two reams of hammer mill paper, brand new, unopened. I got two heavy-duty plastic ring binders. And then two binders that were full of, I don't know what they're called. They're inserts for 8.5 by 11 material. Um, so they're like, they're like vellum sheets. They're, they're pockets, I guess what you say. But they are for three, mm -hmm. three ring binders. And I bought them specifically to put all of my Delta Rockwell, um, my Delta Grams and my tool catalogs. I slotted them all into these things so that that way they're not damaged, like they're protected. So all of that, 15 bucks, which was a pretty good deal because I, I looked it up and one ream of hammer mill paper is like $12 on Amazon. It's super expensive. So uh, I got six vintage knobs for three bucks, all machine knobs. Uh, I got a set of Starrett inside diameter micrometers, the things that look like T-handles. There was five of them. The guy wanted $12. I said, how about 10? He's like, yeah, give me 10 bucks. And that was that. Uh, then I went to the, the guy that I always buy all my machining stuff from. He didn't have anything like super great, but he did have some clamps, vintage clamps. And I got a 41-inch Hartford Clamp Co. clamp for $10. And then he had these really weird CT Co. clamps that were 23 inches, but the handles look like water main handles. Like they're round, like for turning on and off a water valve. Never seen that before. He wanted 24. I got him down to 20 for the three. Uh, I recently bought some screws that I need to cut because they're too long. So I found a Waco, uh, I'm sorry, Vaco screw cutter. That's the kind that looks like a pair of pliers. You just thread the screw in and then you just like close it and it cuts the screws. And then I also found a Goodell Tool Company butt gauge to go with my growing butt gauge collection because I'm a butt man. Uh, seven bucks for the two of those. So I like that. Uh, then this is totally unmakery, but I found, I like old things, not just old tools. And I found a vintage flowered flatware set. And this, this is big spoons, little spoons, big forks, little forks, and then butter knives. And this is apparently multiple sets that were put together. On the low end, I have 11 of one thing. And then on the high end, I have 22. So I've got like 22 spoons. I've got like 18 knives. But then like, um, I think one of the forks, I only had 11. So I have all of that, like probably like, I don't know, 100 pieces of flatware, 10 bucks. And um, Oneida brand and, and really good condition. Uh, same guy had a Junk Hunter blue blanket like a big blanket uh, that was apparently Greek because the tag was in, in Greek, uh, $3. So that was a good deal. Uh, and then there was a guy that was selling plastic bins, like the kind of bins I have all of my shop, but he had extra long ones. 
and I got five blue bins for 10 bucks. And I'm gonna condense all of the DVDs into one thing here because I bought it from multiple people. Some of them were a dollar, some of them were 50 cents. I paid $15 and I got 28 DVDs. And some of those nice. were still wrapped in the plastic, brand new, never opened. Uh, I've got a Black & Decker blower, weed whacker, and 60-foot cord for $20. And then I got a Black & Decker belt sander. Uh, it's a 3x21 and a brand new box of Norton belts, plus a Wagner paint stripper, which is basically just a heat gun, for $15. And I got a set of head shears and six weed whacker cord spools for five bucks. And then I got another set of head shears for a dollar. So everything all in total was 154 bucks. And, um, and you know, it was a good day. It was, uh, it was not too hot. Nice. Those are my bargains. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right. It's time for personal history. Tom, get get your freak on, man. Get your freak on? Um, I don't know. Mine are kind of lame. They're just like little things that I, like talents. That's how I thought of this was like talents. Is that fair? Otherwise, I think, I think that was the intention. I don't, I don't think that the, right? the idea of the show was to, to, you know, leverage some physical deformity into into fame. <laughs> it, it was yeah. it was more of those, th- so those I have a, things you I have a couple to of... pass the pass the time or impress your friends. Yeah, yeah, for no reason because they don't care. But let me try and impress you now, as an adult. Um, I'm ready. When I was go for I was it. Under th- I was under the age of nine. Under the age of nine, because that's when we moved, and this was at the old house. Um, my parents, I thought my parents bought me, or or Santa brought me. I can't remember who gave it to me. Um, a keyboard, because there was this really tall box, and it looked like a keyboard. And I was all excited, and I opened it, and it was a pogo stick. <laughs> and I think I would have been excited about the pogo stick. <laughs> I mean, we were like really grateful kids. Like I would have. I don't. I wouldn't have shown any level of disappointment if there was, <clears throat> but <clears throat> I didn't know. I like, I don't even know if I knew what a pogo stick was and I got one, but I was determined to pogo. And <sighs> this is such a faded memory about the, the number of jumps I did in a row. But the way I remember it today is it was a gig. It was a thousand and twenty four in a row and it started to rain at 9 Abbott Street in Danbury. And, and this was, I mean, it was, a, it was a dead end, or not a dead end street, but a horseshoe. So there wasn't a lot of traffic, so it was possible. But I remember it being 1,000. Well, you don't have, you don't have to travel on a pogo stick. You could have just stayed in one spot. Right. Yeah. No, I did. No, no, but yeah, but I did in the street because that's the only place we could do it. Um, but I did, that was a lot. And I think it was during that 1,000 where I was like finally good enough to like, do it for a while. I was I taught myself how to scratch my nose because that's a thing you have to do when you yeah, do a thousand pogos. Yeah, yeah. So, so you kind of just like I mean I just had I learned how to balance, take one hand off and like scratch my face and then put my hand back. And then and this is like a cheap toy pogo stick. This is not some fancy thing. Um, I learned how to do it with no hands and you just pinch the 
center like it's like a two bar thing with a spring in the middle so it's not comfortable but you just pinch it with your thighs and um don't let go because <laughs> bad things happen when you let go <laughs> Yeah, it, it will certainly swack down on the ground with, with great force right. and you'll twist your ankles. A lot of leverage. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So that's probably the first like thing. That was probably like my first like weird talent thing that I learned, taught myself to do. Um, fast forward, let's see. I don't know. Like fast forward another 10, 8 years, 6 years, something like that. Um, I had a good friend. I have a good friend who was really good at soccer and... He told me to just start juggling, like juggling a soccer ball, not mm-hmm. three soccer balls, but one with your feet. And uh, for whatever reason, I was even at his house. And I remember the first time I, I hit it 20 times in a row and I was like, I'm the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, but but because of that, like to this day, I mean, 20 is no big deal. There's a good chance I screw up and I have to, you know, it takes me three tries to do 20, but Within three tries, I might be able to pull off a hundred. Like, I can juggle a soccer ball very well. I've, I've, I have learned the touch, um, and that's fun. I can do a few tricks too, but not like if you YouTube soccer juggling. I'm not. That's not me. Um, and then kinda, kinda I had one looks more. Looks like you. <coughs> oh, one more. I think I've mentioned this before. I know how to solve a Rubik's cube. Have yeah. I talked about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we've had a discussion okay. about that. Yeah, so I didn't learn that until like two years ago when I decided I need to learn this and I'm a stay-at-home dad so I can do things like that. I can make decisions in my life like this. And uh, my fastest time... Oh, we did have a discussion about this. My fastest time (laughs) is a minute and four seconds, which is super impressive, let me just tell you. But I think I've told you what the world record is. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's a minute. It's like... Yeah, it's a minute. It's a minute faster than me. Yeah. It's four seconds. It's uh, 3.9 something, um, I think, is the current world record. It's insane. But those three, those are good threes, right? Like, I'm sure there's other ones, but I'll take those three. No, those, are, right. those are good. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, I, I've uh, not, not, would never have guessed you were a pogo stick champion, Tom. Well, you know what? I bet if somebody gave me a like an adult pogo stick, I could do a couple. I could do it. No I, problem. I, I bet as we start talking and going along, um, you'll you'll you know, it'll be like these discussions go where you'll oh. remember three others. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is barely one, but um I had a friend with a one wheel. I might have talked about this too. Dang it. Um <clears throat> he came over with his one wheel, which is like a big gul- it's a go kart tire in the middle of a skateboard and it's powered. Mm-hmm. Like whatever and uh he's like you want to try it i was like yeah so i get on it and like and i just do it like first time like (laughs) he was so mad that i could just do it (laughs) i mean i didn't do it well first first it took me a few minutes to do it well i i i did just fine and and could turn in one direction because that felt natural but the more i tried to turn in the other direction the more i went in the in the wrong direction or stopped or went faster Um, so it was interesting. I could, I could go around in the parking lot in a circle, um, very effectively. Um, so. Well, um, I can honestly say, uh, I have never been on a one wheel. I have no one wheel story. It was, it was only at the, it was at the, 
Bay Area Maker Fair. Probably the last Bay Area Maker Fair to have happened. Aw, it's kind of sad. And uh, one one wheel had a, a big booth there where you could. Oh really? Sign a waiver, put on a helmet, and go try and hurt yourself. <laughs> and I did, just to encourage young people. Uh, well, what about you, Tanda? Besides your one wheel experience, what are your sideshow skills? I th- also the the pogo stick was a was an early one, um, and and there were just a whole line of those sorts of things. And I think it's part of it is like you were saying about juggling the soccer ball, or th- there's always one more hop. There's something to draw you forward because the next increment is just hopping one more time than you did before. And it, right. and then if you add to it a friend and some competition, there's just seemingly no end to it because it's like, oh, yeah, well, I got 523, of, you know, right. and you only had 520. See, and then the competition the gets longer and so longer and, and, and keeps growing. But I had a, uh, I had a really odd pogo stick that was just the spring was in the middle of a tube and then it just had like this knob to hang on to on the top instead of handles and my friends had like the one you're talking about where it came out to two handles but this just had like one like thing at the top that you held on to which was weird um but you learn pretty quickly because your hands are in the same spot that like doing it with one hand and scratching your nose or whatever is not a big leap because your hands are already like just in one spot but Mm. i grew up like quite a ways out you know we i would have to like travel to get to pavement um and so like the i remember the end of the pogo stick being just like the little rubbery plastic end was almost immediately just shredded because it was gravel (laughs) or like a pocked up you know concrete sidewalk or whatever um and so it just broke through and then I remember like wadding up like a sock and putting it on the end of it and then duct taping that to the end. So there was like this, (laughs) just this big wad of like, you know, like this big chunk at the end of, uh, you know, because we just kept wearing them. Um, But I had this friend, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, Sonia. And Sonia and I, everything was a competition. And so when we just had ridden you know done pogo sticks until we could just jump on them as long as we wanted to and so it was no longer like how many can you do it's like i could do this till it's lunchtime and i have to stop sort of thing um then we went Mm -hmm. to stilts and and stilts it was how far can you go can you go all the way down to you know and that kind of ended at you can walk all the way down to the barn and back which was a quarter of a mile um like down a hill and down a dirt road you know um yeah same thing with unicycles it was like we started out with you know five or five or ten feet before we fell um and we would lay a stick across where we fell and then the other person would get on their unicycle and see if they could ride beyond the stick and it would and they beat it by you know 10 inches and we moved the stick up to there and then it just kind of exponentially got you know, like, oh, you beat it by, you know, 10 feet, and then you beat it by, you know, 30 feet, and then you just kind of learned to ride a unicycle, and you just rode off down (laughs) the road on the unicycle, and then it was like, okay, can we ride, um, we used to ride our bikes to the post office, 
Um, and so then it was like, can you ride the un- can ride unicycles all the way to the post office? Because our parents, we lived in a rural area, and so you had to drive into town to go to the post office and get your mail. So they would send us on our bicycles into town, maybe maybe a mile, um, to go get the mail. And so it was, first it was riding your bicycle without touching the handlebars. Um, you could only touch the handlebars, or if you were a purist, you just let your bike fall when you got to the post office so you didn't touch your handlebars. <laughs> and then you got on it and rode it all the way home without touching the handlebars to the post office. And then it was the <laughs> unicycles. And so it was just this, like, forever thing. And, uh, and the, the funny story with uh, learning to juggle was we always bought oranges by the um, bushel box from like F- FAA or whatever as a fundraiser. And so we always had oranges around. And my dad did not care if I practiced juggling the oranges, but I, had, but I couldn't waste them. And so I ate a lot of really mushy, torn up, hot <laughs> oranges that I'd been out in the yard uh, juggling for like two hours. And they were just like beat up mush and they were hot and, and I ate them when I was done because um, that was the rule. Um, so it was, uh, it was just that sort of thing. And then, yeah. you know, in college learning to spin a basketball or Frisbee on your finger or whatever, but just kind of, a, um, you know, I think having someone around to push you or, you know, someone to kind of be in a competition with tends to make that go on longer than, than what it would. If you just tried to learn it and said, uh, I'm yeah. giving up, Yeah. you know, and, and so for, yeah, go, oh, go ahead. Well, for me, I just want to chime in on that. For me, it was my brother. I had, a, I had, <laughs> I have an older brother who's three years older than me, and I don't know. He was always a little more competitive, I would say, but I think I was more secretly competitive. Where like he would do a thing, and like even to this day, it's why I picked up chess again because he got back into chess. I was like, yeah, all right, that's it. I gotta, I gotta figure this out and be better than him, and I did it. And now I play dozens of games of chess per day. I mean, they're fast games, but I play a lot of chess. Right. I played like five games waiting for you guys to get on this call. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, the competition <laughs> element, I think, is, is what makes it enjoyable. and It's what it makes it more than just a killing time. You know, it makes it enjoyable yeah. to engage with someone else and, and say, oh, I figured this out where this made it easier for me. Or this... Um, you know, I, I found that, that you do it like this and it just makes that whole thing much easier um, or think about it this way. And it's just that fun learning together, I think, with a little competition thrown in that, that mm-hmm. makes it enjoyable. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. You had that sounds like too much competition, Tanda. I, was, I, I don't know. It's... It was. Yeah, we were we were pretty, pretty competitive. It was. Uh, it was a constant uh, battle over something. Mm. Well, uh, I I wasn't really competing with anybody. I mean, I had a little brother, but I wasn't competing with him. You know, as I, I I don't have any of this sideshow skills that you guys are talking about. Like there was no unicycle. If I tried to juggle, I just hit myself in the head. You know, there was no no. Oh, Pete. Yeah, none of that. None of that. No, so, no, 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 t- flipping, flipping corners Tanda, between Tanda. your fingers or anything. Tanda, sidebar, sidebar, Tanda. plates. Yeah. 
Uh, I think PJ's about to show us like a third nipple or something. Yeah, I, I think I yeah, like the, yeah, he went in a very different direction. Show, I'm kind of, I'm kind of right. I'm kind of he's, on the edge of my seat to, and at the same time ready to look away. It's, yeah, like does he have webbed feet or something? Like, I mean, that's not too bad, but he's got a tail. I bet he. I, knew I bet it. He has he's got a, a tail. tail. Oh, he's got a tail. It's so gross. All right, let's get back. Let's find okay. out what it is. Uh, are you ready? Oh, here. here. I mean, are you oh, ready he's tucking to go in back? His tail. Here he comes. Okay. So, so, I mean, if I had to say anything, uh, I'd say I'm a beast master. That's, that's probably the, uh, I knew it. You got a tail. Got a tail. What? what are you talking <laughs> about? I don't have a tail. I'm an, I'm oh, a, what's a beast master? You don't have to deny it. I have an, I have a, I don't want to say a control, but I have an affinity for working with, uh, creatures. <clears throat> I have okay so like first thing that came to mind when we were thinking about like useless skills to have when I was growing up there's a creek that was in the neighborhood right around the playground and there were crayfish in the creek and I remember very clearly that the older kids were there in the creek trying to catch crayfish in coke bottles and something about that sort of fascinated me that there was like these little lobster looking things living in the water and over the years i got to the point where i didn't even have to catch them i could get them to just walk onto my hand and lift them up out of the water and i could still do it so like it, it's like people would try to catch them in a container or try to pick them up and i got to the point where i understood how the crayfish reacted and thought and i could literally just get a, put my hand under the water and get them to just walk right on and then just lift it right out and they didn't even try to get away they were just like why is there no more water <laughs> um, and i can still do it and i can i have a knack for i can look at a stream or a river and i can tell you if there's crayfish in the water just by looking at it by the how it you know the sediment and everything no. Side, never... Sidebar, Tom. Yeah, I'm here still. So just just a hypothetical. Suppose suppose we just did a sidebar for like the next say year and a half. Do you do you think uh -huh. we, do you think we would have come up with the ability to commune with with crawfish? As as crayfish. PJ's crayfish as as I was thinking crawfish? crawdads. Yeah. Um, as PJ's talent. Do you think I we was, would have hit I was upon joking. it? Do you, uh, no. No. No, so maybe Blueberry Whisperer. So that's an unexpected Let's come up with talent. some other ones that I would have guessed. Definitely What would have been unexpected. your top three? What would have been your top three guesses for PJ? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I think it would have been like sword swallowing. Um, like finding an error in the Declaration of Independence. First one ever. Yeah. Yeah. Could have no. been that. I could have um, been. Well, yeah, it could have been mon many. But... Uh, there, there were errors, I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, just I curious, his, uh, you know, yeah, if, we, if we would have crazy. ever hit upon it. But uh, oh, he's still. I don't think my computer will record for a year and a half, though. So we might have to end this at some point. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying we have to do it. That, that was a hypo hypothetical, certainly. Oh, so, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think. Um, yeah. No, I would have never come up with cray crawdad, crayfish, whisper. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, he's he's uh, he's coming back. He's got a handful of something well, wiggling. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. You let me know what happens. Okay. 
so I mean the, the crayfish I think was where it sort of started but um, I also I speak cat and um, I had a, there was I remember specifically I was living in Newark New Jersey this was after I had yeah. left college but there was a feral cat in this parking lot that was there was like a chain link fence and it was a gigantic parking lot behind where I lived and I could we could hear the cat me and my my fiance at the time and we walked over to the cat and the cat is behind this this fence but there's like a hole and you know the cat could come out it was a little kitten and so I spoke to this cat I meowed to this cat to the point where the cat came out of the hall out of the hole walked up to me and then I I kind of overthought my influence on the thing and picked it up and it freaked out and bit me and scratched me and then ran away but, <laughs> but I did get it to come out <laughs> the so, problem you know. with learning a new language is is, is misspeaking yeah See, what, what happened there was that that cat spoke PJ and didn't like it probably yes <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm thinking um, but I mean I've had uh, I've had lots of uh, interesting conversations with uh, with critters um, actually lost a friendship over one of them <laughs> that's a I had. What? I was working as a. This is a true story. I was working as a copier repair guy, and I was training a friend of mine, and we were working in um, Collierville, Tennessee, at the Carrier Air Conditioner Plant, and they had a they had a copier out on the floor where uh, the break the break area was, which was basically just like a U shape of uh, lockers, and then there was like a little like a like a shed. And then there was a bunch of picnic tables. And this is where people just, like, ate their lunch and stuff and changed their clothes. But there was a copier there. And so I'm training my friend Mike. And out of the corner of my eye, <clears throat> I see this grasshopper peeking out between two sets of lockers. So I stop. I look. I acknowledge the grasshopper. And this is, like, 15, 20 feet away, right? It's not close. <laughs> And then I go back to fixing, I'm not, I swear to God, not, I I go back to fixing the machine, talking to Mike, the grasshopper flies from where it was and lands on my shoulder. And then, (laughs) okay, Mike says, you got a little friend. I said, hold on a second. We had a little conversation and I said, he's stuck in here. You don't know how to get out. So I said, I could take you out, but you're going to have to wait till I'm done. And he was like, okay. And he stayed on my shoulder for another 20 minutes while I was fixing this machine. And then uh, I went into the bathroom to wash my hands. And I told him, I'm like, all right, I'm going to take you outside. We're almost done. And he climbed up on my neck and started kissing my neck. And then I took him outside. I picked him up and I put him down on a planter. And I said, all right, buddy, there you go. You're, you're, you're outside. And he kind of looked at me and then he flew off. So... This is the this is an actual thing. I have a witness. This this happened. Like a friend of mine can tell you this is exactly what it was. So I told this to a different friend of mine, and he was a, uh, a f- he was in pharmacology school to be a pharmacist, and then his wife was studying to be a psychologist, and she accused me of being mentally unstable, and that what I described was called magical thinking, and I said. And oh, and I should also point out that she was trying to be a novelist on the side, and I I said, well, I find that very interesting, considering that um, 
your your chosen line of work, uh, which is to to help people with mental issues, was electrocuting people about sixty years ago because they thought it was a good idea, and secondly, you're writing stories which would also be considered magical thinking because you're making stuff up, but yet me having a conversation with a grasshopper is totally out of your grasp, and I like that was the conversation, and then they just stopped talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you know but yeah i mean that's that's like for me that's totally normal i mean i i have um like right now i've got i hatched a bunch of praying mantises in my garden to take care of the bug problem that we have you know to eat all the flies and stuff and i i talk to the praying mantises you know i i check in on them i see how they're doing i pick them up we had a little conversation i put them down so that's to me that's totally normal. So that's why I said Beastmaster. You know, it's all the critters. I got no problem speaking to them. Mm. Um, mm. But I, I don't always get along with them. I will say, uh, a little aside, uh, there is a feral cat. There's a feral cat in the neighborhood. Okay, this this feral cat is a total. D all right, he's he's digging up my garden. He's pooping it's in feral. the feral. Yeah, yeah, it's his name. Not Will Ferrell. It's a feral cat. It's not. It's not, it's, it's not a friendly cat. It's a feral cat. Well, he's dug a hole underneath the gravel of my shed, and he's been living under the shed. And I don't like him. He's a jerk. So what I did was I got four mouse traps, and I set mouse traps in the hole to get under the shed, and. I've gotten them twice so far, and it feels pretty good. I got to tell oh you. God. Oh yeah. I I it's not. I think we need to cut you off here. Yeah. Well. Okay. That's fine. Well, sucky darn! I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial interludes and stuff. Hey, y'all! This is Edna down at Johnson's Hardware. Are you looking for a skill to pick up or just something to do while the glue's drying? Well, we now have a huge variety of Johnson's True Grip Juggling Toys. These juggling toys are outfitted with a faceted round head that allows you to grip them easily. They come in both an easy-to-juggle, rounded shape with six sides and facets and points to allow great gripping. If you'd like to up your skills to something more like a juggling club, we have some with weighted ends and a grippy handle that allows easy flips and turns as you're juggling. The juggling items can be purchased for prices ranging from 50 cents all the way to $5. They come in a variety of weights and sizes, and you'll find them in the nuts and bolts aisle, intermixed with our other nuts and bolts. What? I, I, they're, they're, they're yeah. juggling toys. They, they said in the ad they were juggling toys. They're, they're, they're cheap and we have a lot of them. They may hurt you if you eat them, or if you allow them to hit your head or your foot, or, or, or animals or nearby animals. If you can talk to your animals, tell them to stand clear. This is Chavez. Those sounded like nuts. That, that, well. Some people call them nuts and bolts, but they're stick with me on this, Chavez. They're they're, they're those are juggling nuts. They're juggling nuts. I've seen them before. Juggling. Oh, I see. You're with me. Yeah, yeah. They're they're juggling nuts. You can get juggling nuts and and juggling other things. 
as well that go with nuts. Uh, you'll find them at Johnson's Hardware, and you'll find us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills. Well, Dagnabbit, I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for oh, crossbreeding. Tom, what skill goes well? I don't know. I don't either. Just say something. Say anything. I don't care. Reading. Reading. Yeah, perfect. Okay, Tanda, what skill goes well <laughs> with, with sideshow skills? Yeah, I'm going to say persistence. Yeah, That's okay. True. I'm going to go with cooking because after dealing with all this stuff, people are going to get hungry and you got to feed them. So that's next. Yeah. That's we're putting in a hundred percent on these, uh, these segments. <laughs> I say, old chap, it's time for Patreon's parlor. We haven't done a Patreon's parlor since last year. I think it's been quite some time. One of our newest patrons upgraded from the beginner skill level to skill class 3.8457, which grants him a custom skill. I'm, of course, talking about Miguel. Or if you look on Instagram, he's under Miguel underscore makes. And uh, we would like to thank you for supporting us. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. All right. So custom skill time. That's it. End of segment. Oh, we got to give him custom skill. Yeah, he, this is my favorite. He, he gets pass. a skill, Tom. He's, oh. you know, come on. <laughs> Did you just hard pass this? No, you can't. You can't hard pass a segment. Oh, I, you can't hard, just hard pass a whole segment? What are you talking about? No, Ooh, I'm just what kidding. If what if he's I, like, we're happy to, what if we're happy that's to his skill? skill? What if that's his skill? I don't think hard passing is a well, skill. Pete. I think to go along with PJ, our we theme, looked... we should uh, to give him the skill of balancing balancing shop tools. I mean, how cool would it be if you could just, uh, like, stand everything up on end or hang it from the rafters? You could save a lot of space if you just uh, Ooh, were able be... to balance, balance things out of the way. Didn't have to make holders for them. Yeah. That would be especially helpful nice. if you lived somewhere where there were earthquakes. If you, if you had the yeah. ability to just balance stuff, like, just... It like dead nuts, like no matter where it was, and there's earthquakes and everything. Still say stay balanced. Well, the balance, you know, juggling nuts obviously would be easier to balance. But um, yeah, I that that sounds like a cool skill. Uh, I I think that um, is there well, anything? What would you balance in your shop? I mean, if you could just balance everything in your shop, you everything know, where it was just up out of the way. Well, I mean. My immediate thought is... I'd have is, like a thin ledge. I'd just have a thin ledge and all the tools go on it. They just hang from it in various ways. And Yeah. Uh-huh. You do kind of have... I mean, our listeners can't see it, but you do kind of have like thin ledges all the way around your shop. Yeah, they're they're deceiving though. They're not really... They're, they're like... Hollow. I don't know. C-channel, kind of? Yeah. So like... Yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty familiar since my shop's kind of the same way. Yeah, but Tom it, Tom okay. doesn't have that skill, Tanda. That's the problem. What if you could? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, like it, like for sweeping. Like say you had your your table saw just balanced on a broomstick. You know, you might have to spin it every right. once in a while, but it would just be up off the floor, <clears throat> and all the sawdust. You only have like a little one one inch area where the broomstick's sitting, that's blocking the floor. So sweeping up around it would be easy. 
Okay, but that that that's, that's a little extreme. I don't think anybody's going to be able to lift their table saw to balance on a broomstick. But I mean, okay, so here's a common problem: any flat mm -hmm. surface becomes a table in your shop, right? That's that's where that's we put true. things down on flat surfaces. Well, imagine if you could balance stuff on anything, you wouldn't need a flat surface. You could pick something up and like balance it like on top of a drill press or on top of you know wait, anything. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm making so I'm making a cabinet and I'm trying to nail the carcass together and I can just take my screw gun and balance it on the edge of the three quarter inch thick cabinet. Yes. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. I think this skill is too far out the scope of this podcast. It sounds actually useful. And I'm not sure that's what we do here. I mean, you're not wrong, Tom, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of <laughs> feel like that's the skill he's getting. You know what I mean? Uh, now, I, I think that... All right, but there's got to the, be some kryptonite here. It's up to the skill holder to, to determine the utility of the skill. I mean, we don't pick our superpowers. This is true. So so the kryptonite oh, we, we is... We pick our Patreon superpowers. In, in order for him to balance... <laughs> yes, in, order for, in order for him to balance an object... He has to have complete focus, so he can't he can't just like not be looking at something and pick it up and just put it on something mm. in his back. He's got to be very focused when he does it. So if he doesn't give it his hundred percent attention, no radio. well, I mean, he could listen to the radio, but he can't be sloppy. That's very you know, it's it's not like you know, like when you're when you're working on something. A lot of times, you could just like fumble around and grab a tool that you you know by feel and you can pick it up. And he can't yeah. he can't do that. He's got to look at the thing. You know, he's got to be focused. Mm. I, I was gonna. Hmm. I was gonna say, and it won't just balance there forever either. I mean, you've got to walk by and give it a nudge or spin it a little bit every once in a while, kind of like keeping plates spinning or something. You've got. You, it just won't sit there for like. You can't come back a year later well, and it's, it's not, still sitting it's there. Not balanced. You have to walk by it every once in a while and and kind of give it a little bit of rotation or spin to keep it balanced. Well, maybe it needs some maintenance. It just needs to yeah. be touched. Maybe not maybe, spun, maybe but just it needs touching. Touched. You know. Yeah, you know. I'll go with that. Yeah, you have touching. to you have to touch it. Okay, we need <laughs> we need a cool name. Okay, we've got the skill, so balancing. We need a name that this we can't just call it balancing. That's that's too boring. So what do we call it? The Jenga jitters. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no okay. I, 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 that that, I, that sounds like you're afraid of start. Jenga. Good start. Um. Mm, mm, junk junk jenga uh, ooh oh. jenga junker junker no no um we're getting closer getting closer maybe just the jenga thinga the what jenga what thing thinga i mean Jeng just the thing thinga? the thing you can do that's kind of like jenga but it has to rhyme the balancing touch um, hmm. hmm i don't have a good name how about how about uh, Oscar? Well, I like it. Oscar we just call a, it Oscar. It's a solid name. What about the the stay put? Do you have an acronym for Oscar? No. It wouldn't surprise me if you came oh, up yeah, with that. Oh yeah, that that would be good. We we could come up with something that has a good acronym. What about the 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 stay putnam? Stay what? stay putnam? Yeah, stay putnam. <coughs> Wherever it's you not a superpower. Yeah, wherever you put it, wherever you put it, it stays. The stay putting them. How'd you do that? I got stay putting them. I mean, it's, it's nope. No, that's not it. Okay, I tried. Nope, I tried. <laughs> it's not it. 
It's not. I don't know what it is, but that's not it. Mm. You did try. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. I got nothing. We need a name. Mm. <clears throat> What's another word for, right. for other balance? Words. Balance. Yeah. Level. Level's not bad. Level's not bad. Um, Steady. Lavish leveling. Stick. Lavish leveling. How about balancing indefinite lavish leveling? We just call it Bill. The level Bill. Level level tour. Bill. What what was it? Huh? <laughs> what was it? What'd you say? What was B I L O? Right. Whatever P J said. Balanced. Uh, balancing indefinite, um, indefinitely lavish leveling. Bill. Love it. Mr. Bill? Or just Bill? Uh, he could go by Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill. Yeah. Uh, we'll call and him his Mr. nemesis could, like, knock things out of balance, and he could be called Mr. Sluggo. Well, Miguel, Miguel in English translates uh, not to Bill. True. But that's, I don't know why I brought that up. I think that's more like Michael. <laughs> it's probably which a... is, which there are a few, at least a few Michaels who just go by Bill. I mean, yeah. most of them are like Bill is short for Bill is short for Michael. Yeah. Bill is short for William. What are you talking about? Yeah, Explain Michael, that to me then. Michael William. There's no B in William. Will, Will William, Bill Will. Come on, it's not that hard of a jump. Nope. Are yeah. you saying that Will billion. is a is a a nickname for William and Bill is a nickname for Will? They're all nicknames. Yes, Billiam. That's Billiam. Yeah. We well, had, maybe he could just be Balancer, but what did he just we goes on? by Bill. I, I think we're this, we're granting him the skill of Mr. Bill. That's that's what we're gonna say. So I like it. Yeah, I had a Mr. 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 Bill. Bill skill. Yeah. Okay. Like so, it. Miguel, we hereby. I'm so sorry, Miguel. Yeah, don't apologize. We'll that's not right. We're giving him we're, something. Just just be quiet. Yeah, Tom. He's, quiet. He's gonna drop his pledge again. I know it. Tell. Miguel, we grant you, by the power invested in us, the skill of Mr. <laughs> Bill. For his, the for ability his to balance. Yeah. So you are able to balance things in the harshest of conditions with total sadly, mental focus. Sadly, it's it's the best skill we've ever granted anybody with the the worst name we've ever come up with. All true. All true. A hundred percent. Indeed. Nothing better than the Queen's word. Mm, cheerio. All right. It's time for short and sweet. Tom, what do you got? Self-promotion. Frogpod is uh, halfway through. We started on a Tuesday two weeks ago. We have two weeks left. And it just crossed, in the last 24 hours, it just crossed $25,000, which is incredible. And... What I really think is cool is it's over 500 frog pods. That's it. Tanda? I think I'm going to give a shout out to Artfully Rogue. He's a, he's a good follow. He does a lot of good content on making things. And uh, um, I, he's been working on his bus a little more. His kind of like maker bus, which is cool. And uh, he does a lot of really big like large-scale art projects and sculptures 
and and then a lot of functional um you know kind of like water features and stuff that he does very well and so he's definitely a good follow mm. was that the bus uh i helped you out with at making fair it was no right? no 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 different oh different totally what different okay yep no this this goes <coughs> out in uh in arizona yeah, I know him Doug. too. I just can't think. I'm mixing people up. Right. Well, well, his channel is called Artfully Rogue, both his YouTube and his uh, um, Instagram. He's got good stuff. He's got good stuff. He does have good stuff. And he used to be a Barnum uh, circus clown. Did he really? That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Was he really? Seriously? Yeah. That's amazing. He was a professional clown. Hey. For Ringling, for Ringling Brothers, somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I think of sideshow skills and makers, uh, the person that comes to mind has got to be Tony Rouleau. I mean, he's definitely on up there with the, the clowning around and stuff. He's a he's a he's a funny kind of guy. But mostly, I'm thinking of Tony because the slip and slide is coming up this weekend, and um, and I'm going. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the secret segment. We've got the secret stuff to talk about. Um, but if you are going, you'll probably be listening to this on the way to Tony's because it's going to come out the day before. I will be there. Uh, Tom might be there. We don't know. He's plotting something. It's impossible to figure out with, the, <laughs> with all his frog plotting stuff. And Tanda, I think, is building a rocket, so she's not going to be there. Kind so, of a long drive. Yeah, a little bit of a long drive. But I'm looking forward to seeing uh, everybody that's going to be there. I want to thank our much. Patreon supporters. Our top, Actually, I'm going to thank all of our patrons. Uh, our top Patreon supporters, our very own Tanda and Creator Nader. But I also want to thank Old Timey Ooh. Tools, Ben Makes KC, Seth Williams, Alan Scannell, Dave Bauer, Lauren Bache, Amory Pickering, uh, David Beckwith, Aaron Lund, uh, Overall Makerworks, Dave Bywilek, Marsh Wildman, Jack Has Tools, Garage Monkey-san, of course, Miguel, and our newest Patreon member, Pillage Then Burn, Logan. So thank everybody for supporting us. Thank you. I think you should put a thank bigger you. pause there. A bigger pause? Uh, yeah, pull it, pillage, then burn Logan. I mean, oh, well, <laughs> uh, yes, okay. No, I like it. I think it works. Okay. Uh, we'll Log stick with it then. Logan, pause. From? Pillage, then burn pause. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm not supposed to say the pause. <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to, to do that? Oh. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out. Hey, everybody. Going to the secret segment to talk about secret stuff. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter, on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. 
We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.